Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Kayla Brenda began dancing professionally at the age of 18, a regular picture in primetime Hollywood spectaculars like the Academy Awards, the Grammys, the VMAs, the AMAs, the Team Choice Awards, Billboard Music Awards, and BET Awards. Kayla has performed with an array of artists ranging from Jason Derulo, Pink, Taylor Swift, Jonas Brothers, Trey Songs, Pitbull, and Becky G, to Prince Royce, Mario Marshmello, Tom Jones, and Helen Fisher. She has also landed screen time in film and television, including appearances on ABC's The Middle, HBO's Big Little Lies, and many, many more. In addition to her performance career, she is a sought-after heels instructor and has shared her gifts teaching worldwide. To discover her own place in this reigning industry of standards, Kayla has embarked on a personal journey to reclaim her own body, image, power, and sensuality. From the revelations of this journey and her deep belief in movement, being medicine Kayla created body love with the intention of empowering women to reconnect back to the miracle that is their bodies, the unique essence in their sensuality and the inherent, their inherent force within. I am so excited to have Kayla on the pod. It's been a long time coming. I'm a big, big fan and I just adore you. Welcome. Gosh. Hey, Krista. I adore you. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so so happy you've been having a very busy summer. It's been a little busy summer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What's happening in your world? You were just (laughs) filling me in. You're like half on tour. Talk to us about like what's going on in your world right now. Okay. So mostly I'm doing like such a major juggling act. Um, Still full-time professional dancing still maintaining that career, which is going well, proud to say. I would say it's going really well. I mean, you're literally Jason Derulo's like backup dancer at every show. I mean, it's so busy. It's busy. That schedule is a beast. The Jason Derulo's schedule is wild. And then Anytime that I'm home, I'm doing other things. So I just finished wrapping a music video with Chloe Bailey. And the next day we were in rehearsals for Jason. So in between all of that, as you know, I'm getting my app ready for launch, which it launches at the end of this month. So it's kind of the final touches, but it's also like, you know, I mean, you know, launching a business is the, the, the launch point is 
the quite literal launch point. It's the starting point. It feels like an ending point. Like you feel I know. like, yay, I did this big thing. But then you're like, okay, now I just keep It's going. really just the beginning. <laughs> but yeah. I do feel there's like a real sacredness to the before and after launch. And I find this even with musicians or with whatever it is you're launching, like right now it's this like sacred baby that like only you and a few people have seen and you know it so well. And you know, you know, if I'm comparing it to music, like the lyrics and the beats and the ins and outs, and it's like this just total aliveness that nobody has seen yet. And so there's like that stage (laughs) And then it's like, once it goes out, now it's like almost not yours anymore. And it's like, everybody gets to interact with it and react to it in their own way. Yeah. And And bring their own energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like value both sides of that. And I think you made a great point when it comes to marketing. A lot of people are so exhausted by the time they actually get to launch, they forget to launch which is where I come in um, and actually so grateful. strategy around it. So yeah, it's just yeah. been so fun. And I want to talk to you a lot more about the app because I just cool. love your why and your mission. And there's just so much there. Yeah. But before we get into that, um, I was just sort of reflecting. I danced my whole life growing up. And yes. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. My whole life, like literally dance oh competitions. God. Oh my God. You were a competition kid. I was on point, oh, like the fake eyelashes, yes. the whole thing. So, and it's sort of like every dancer's dream to like be a professional dancer or like yeah. be in a music video one day. And those are sort of the yeah. things you think about when you are dancing so much as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, like you have a job that so many people are like, that's what I want to do. And do you ever just sort of sit back and I'm like, this is really cool. Like the, the the part that's profound Mm -hmm. to me. And I wrote this down was just like, you get to use your body in a way and move in a way like it's so artistic and godly and feminine. And then that's Mm -hmm. your job. Like to like be art. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's so cool. And just what's it been like, like, you know, getting to travel the world doing Mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. It's been such a journey. Honestly, it was, I will say my career and the, the place that it is, is now took so much building. Like Mm -hmm. it just really did not happen overnight for me. I was like for the longest, I was like, wow, I'm the latest bloomer. Like Mm -hmm. it's like taken so long. Um, but to answer what you said about like, how does it feel now? I, the, the first thing I did when I moved to LA was I did a year long scholarship program at a performing arts school that is sadly no longer here due to COVID complications and all of that. But, um, at the end of the program, so I was, when I was finishing it up, I was 18 and they had us write down like our 10 year plan or 10 year goals or whatever. And I remember just sitting there and seeing everybody write down specific goals. Oh, I want to dance for this person, this person, this person, this person, you know, I want to make this much money. I want to do this, 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 and this. And I was like, all I want to do is dance enough to where I can support myself. Like, so I didn't want to like go work at Starbucks or anything like that. Nothing wrong with it. I just like, I was so, I'm just so in love with dancing. I want to do all the time. Um, 
So I wanted to be able to support myself with dancing and I wanted to travel the world. And there have been multiple times where I've looked at where I am in some random country, looking out at a sea of people, just having the best time of their life at a concert and just been like, I like, I fucking did it and I'm doing it and I'm still doing it, you know? And, um, it's, it's just such a cool feeling. And I do, I try to give myself that perspective, like at least one time per show when we're doing the live shows, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, there'll be some times where I'll just let myself actually look at the audience and look at the faces and realize where I am. Yeah. And there's been some super, super cool moments like that. Um, I think too, yeah. like anything though, it, even though you, and I feel this way, like I yeah. have my dream job, um, mm-hmm. but it's not without hard work and it's not without ups oh and God. downs and it's not without yeah. stress. And, and I think too, like thinking about, wow, you're a professional dancer for a living and mm-hmm. like, that's how you get paid. And that's how people know you and you teach yeah. and you choreograph and it's your art and it's out there. But at the yeah. same time, like anything it can get sort of repetitive and we forget to sort of wake up and actually look around because it becomes a job and yeah I know the industry can't be easy and navigating it and even when like (laughs) I have to say before I met you we were introduced through Yana Robinson yeah and we love Yana and um she I, I, or maybe you emailed me and I just remember looking you up on Instagram and I immediately was like, oh my God, she's like so beautiful. And, and what is she going to be like? And, you know, she's a professional Mm -hmm. dancer and you have all these like stigmas, right. That even I, as like this feminist, like powerhouse (laughs) boss woman in business was like, oh my God, she's like so hot, you know? (laughs) And I was just putting on my story what I've learned from you is one, you're so down to earth and so grounded. And I'm so glad the industry has you. Thank you. And I feel like you're really like sort of carving a more real, more authentic path in this industry that is so brutal. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is spending time with you and being in your presence. I wrote, I said on my story today, like there's that (laughs) saying that leaders make you feel like better or more powerful Mm -hmm. in their presence. And I'm like, Kayla makes me feel sexy in her presence. Yes. Like your content, your app, what you share, what you write. Like, I want to be in my body. I want to move. I want to be feminine and playful and flirty. And I just like, it's inspiring. I think others to like, own it. And I love that. I love that. If you feel anything from anything that I put out in the world, I hope it's something along those lines. Hell yeah. Um, It's so beautiful. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because even I had this sort of like, oh my gosh, she's a professional dancer. She's so beautiful. And there's just like, you just cut through the noise with what you share and with who you are. So I would love for you to share more about Mm -hmm. your journey within the industry and like sort of the origin of body love. Yeah. So the dance industry is not a chill place to be (laughs) in any sense. And, um, so with body love, right. Um, I think 
sometimes people look at me and they're like, well, what do you know about having to learn to love your body? Like you're white, blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes, skinny, fit. You're like all the things, like, what do you know? And Hmm. while I recognize that level of privilege, I also, you know, have had experiences because of dance and because of growing up in the dance industry, because of dance being my profession that a lot of people outside of the industry have never even touched. Right. So, and it starts when you're young, um, in, I was in dance and gymnastics, right. And loved both of them was competitive in both of them had a heart for both things. Um, but my gymnastics coaches would say, Oh, you're too skinny. You're not muscular enough. Like you need to build muscle. You need to work out more. You need to blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm like six and a half, seven years old. Right. And then I'm in diapers still. And then on the other hand, I have my ballet teacher saying, you have to quit gymnastics. You're getting too muscular that, that you don't have long enough lines. You don't, you know, you're building up too much muscle, like blah, blah, blah. So I, I had these two differing opposing perspectives on my body at such a young age. And those just continue to carry fast forward to the industry. Right. And the industry is Hollywood. It just is We you're dancing behind stars and that's really cool. But what that comes with is also being the image of, of Hollywood and being the beauty standards that are so prevalent here. Right. So, um, when I was preparing to go to the industry and I was a part of this program, part of the program was coming in one by one in a sports bra and booty shorts for a body evaluation where a panel of people would look at your body and say, okay, this is what you should change about your hair, your weight, your muscle tone, your look. And they would just go down the line and like try to build you into what the industry would accept. Right. And I don't think that's in any amount of like, like ill will. Like I think they wanted everybody to be successful, but that's the reality of the situation in order to be successful. You, you have to kind of abide by it's like a vicious cycle that people don't even know they're a part of, like, you know, they're not like intentionally like body shaming people. It's just right. Which is it's ingrained in the culture. It's so ingrained in the culture. And I will say over the past couple years, there's been kind of a shift, like Mm -hmm. kind of a shift in movement to where we're starting to see more inclusivity in body types and whatnot to the point where. Now I'm hearing, you know, for the longest, it was lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And now I'm hearing, Hey, Kayla, you know, you could go to the gym and gain weight. Like you could, you could, you could have a bigger booty. You could have a da, 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 da for this job. And that is, you know, it's, it's still very body focused. It's, I don't know if I'd call it inclusive. It's still one extreme to the other extreme. Right. Um, There's still so- a really big discussion around how you look. Yes, for sure. Very image focused. Yes. And so with all that said, I think being in such an image focused industry, you know, there was a journey for me where for a long time, I didn't really, you know, I didn't feel like I I fit because I was 18. 
I wasn't this beautiful, tall, blonde, supermodel type that were being hired at the time. You know, I was fresh from Colorado. I didn't even know how to do my makeup properly. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the country, a country kid. Um, and I felt such extreme pressure to either change my body, change my face, change my hair, change the way I presented myself in order to be successful, in order to have the dream that I've wanted my whole life, right? Um, And when I look back, I I had a moment of, of looking back and being like, what kept me on the on the straight and narrow? Because I didn't ever get an eating disorder. I didn't ever lose myself trying to chase this or that, this or that. So I'm like, what's the thing that kept me? I would say, in a in a space of healthy body image, like despite every be- everything being thrown at me, but despite being cut for from auditions because I'm too skinny, being cut because I'm too short, too big, too muscly, all the things, right? Right. And. I think the thing that has gotten me through is the fact that I have always had dance and what dance is, is a divine connection from your mind and soul and emotions to your body, right? I had spent so much time in my body, learning to dance, training and dance that when I heard all these other opinions coming at me, oh, you need to be this, you need to be that. I could go back to this connection and be like, well, I'm not going to betray this connection for what you think I should look like. And that is kind of what helped me build the idea of body love because at the end of the day, can we sit in front of the mirror and say affirmations to ourselves forever? And hopefully that might move uh, the needle in a positive direction. Well, yeah, but what's really going to change is us taking taking the time to connect inward to our bodies and having experiences within our bodies. You know, like people say, how do you, you know, how do you learn to speak up for yourself? Like what's something you can do to speak up for yourself? Case studies. You have to speak up in tiny little ways. You have to learn Mm -hmm. to find your voice. You have to learn, you know, how to take up that space. Same thing with your body. How do you learn to be more confident? How do you learn to be more embodied? How do you learn to trust the communications of your body, whatever it's telling you from day to day. Well, you have to do case studies. You got to spend time with your body, like devoted time in your body, listening to where it wants to go. Um, And for me, like I said, dance has been that connect point. And obviously, as I continue to grow as a dancer and as a mover, I, you know, to support the structure and the strength of my body, I took in other practices, yoga, breath work, um, different workouts to help strengthen and keep my body like ready for whatever's going to come and healthy. Um, so I kind of tried to incorporate just a ton of different options for connecting inward to your body, not for the sake of anything outward, but just for the sake of the connection, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for a case study to start practicing going in inward, to start practicing listening you know, because once we listen, once we hear, then that's when we can build respect. That's when love comes, you know. So I think that's kind of the beginning of being able to say a big fuck you. I don't know if I can cuss on here. F you to you all can of say the fuck you. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> all of the big that felt so weird saying F you. But all of <laughs> like that's what that's what helps us say that is it's like 
I'm not going to listen to all this bullshit about what I should be. I have something magical here, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I have this thing that is mine and will be mine until I leave this earth. Like, this is what I'm listening to first. You know, it's like you're, de- you're devoted to whatever it takes to have a healthy body and a calm mind. Yeah. And I think that through, you know, there's such an expression coming through your movement and so much to unpack in what you just said. And thank you so much yeah. for sharing all that. And I do want to talk more about the specifics of the app because it's so mm-hmm. powerful what you've created and, and we'll get into that. But mm-hmm. before we do, I mean, for me personally, like dance has been such a big outlet because I am just in my masculine all the fucking time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Our whole society is Uh, (laughs) and when I dance, it's just like we have dance parties in our house. We have a morning like beaver playlist. We get up our our morning dance party is actually we were doing a Jason Derulo dance party in honor of calling in this podcast and just prepping for this just a few minutes ago. And Clay and I just start dancing and I get so feminine and like Mm -hmm. I start twerking and I'm like (laughs) so into my body. And then the rest of the day, I'm like this, like, you know, rigid, very Mm -hmm. in my masculine kind of person. And so one, I just love dancing alone too. I think that for whatever reason, and I don't know why, and this is just coming through, but like, there's a huge vulnerability around dancing. Like the people who like are afraid to dance at weddings or, you know, don't want to let loose. And like, I like to the point where it's like a fear of like, I don't ask me to dance. dance. Yeah. yeah, I can't dance. Like, where does that, I can't dance come from? Because one, I really think your app is like breaking through that. But like when I'm dancing alone, like you're not supposed, like you're just, it's what you described is like, you, you go, what feels good. Like it's about listening to your body and like, for anybody that's like sort of experience, it's such a great opportunity mm-hmm. to, to let go, to move energy. I mean, the benefits of dance yes. are endless. Yes. So first, before I go into my second point, if somebody's in that place of like, okay, well, yeah. you're a professional dancer, of course, like yeah. it's going to cut, like, what's your sort of advice or like, yeah, for- yeah. yeah. I th- so I think that that comes from, you know, the the most obvious one I think of is like, expectation like you you're uh, like you're afraid to look silly or you're afraid someone will judge you or if I let loose like what if something crazy comes out and I look crazy you know and I just think you know for a moment to move energy for a moment of feeling free you gotta be willing to look silly you gotta like be willing to take the risk and take the jump you know um I think too like people think um, if I'm going to dance, I have to be good at it. Right. That's just not it either. I always tell people, I'm like, everyone can dance every, if you have a body, you can dance. Like, Mm. will it be your career? Maybe not, (laughs) but can you turn on music and move your body? Absolutely. And that we need to go back that to, wow. Wow. My thoughts got ahead of my words. (laughs) We need to go back to that definition of dance, right? I think we see dance as like, the professional dancers or dances, what we see on YouTube or music videos or this or that. And yes, that's fantastic. But that's such a small group of humans. 
that have devoted their entire lives to the craft of dancing, right? But anybody can dance. And I, I agree, everyone should dance. The health ben- benefits are insane. They're insane. Just moving your body and moving your energy and like the just feeling dropped in, feeling connected, like feeling like you didn't have to use words for a second. Like you could just trust the movement of your body. You could just trust whatever wants to come up because our bodies just hold so much wisdom you know, like it's that book called The Body Keeps the Score. And that is so true. So when we give ourselves a moment, like inspired by music, inspired even just by breath or space to just let whatever come up, we we learn so much, so much about our experience in life, so much about what we're holding on to, what we're gripping onto, what we're letting flow through freely, you know? Totally. So yeah, I would say it's, it's like, don't think you can't dance. Everybody can dance. Everybody can Everybody dance. Can like, dance. pause this episode, yes. turn on some music <laughs> yes. right now, oh have God, a freaking dance please. party. One of my favorite, what's your like go to dance party? Like, if you're gonna like put on a song and have a dance party in your room, what's your like go to? Oh my God. Okay. So, I'm like the super introverted, emotional type. <laughs> so, if I just wanna move, if I'm like, oh, I just need to move, I love Dermot Kennedy. Oh, oh my God. God, his voice. I'll just move to him for forever. But if I'm feeling hype and if I'm feeling like, let me just like live my life. I love like, you know, like an old school Destiny's Child or like a 3LW moment, <laughs> like totally. Scrubs, you know, Scrubs. I don't want no Scrubs. Oh, I'm familiar. I that. love that. I feel like Dermot, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Dermot Kennedy. Yeah, that's so yeah. off brand. I like would oh never, I wouldn't have guessed. I really love him a lot. My like favorite, okay. Well, my favorite, favorite song yeah. to do a dance party to is Peaches by Justin Bieber. Oh my God, yeah. But yeah. my like other one that I just go crazy for if I'm alone is that song. Um, I think we're alone now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. That's it very is on brand. such a good <laughs> very on brand for you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I'll um, offer, I'll offer if I want to feel oozy and goozy and sexy and sensual and drop deeper into my feminine, her, the artist, her ridiculous just anything I just turn her on and I just live yeah well (laughs) I feel like this leads into the next thing I want to talk about perfectly and thank you for these song suggestions Mm -hmm. so if anybody's like well I don't have a song to have a dance party to now you don't Mm -hmm. have an excuse we just gave you like at least seven (laughs) yeah um the dancing that you do is super sexy Like it's so, 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 so sexy. And I think that there's one, this stigma of like, I can't dance. And then the second one, two part is like, I can't dance sexy or like there's something wrong with dancing Mm -hmm. sexy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that because I feel like with your heels classes and even with this app, you're, you're making that sort of, you know, there's the pole dancing classes that people take. And I feel like it's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. And I'm really here for it, but I just want to speak to that side of what you do and what that yeah. journey has really been like. I'm sure there's been oper- uh, many occasions where you've been misunderstood um, in what you're doing and just share that yeah. piece of it because sure. you're, sometimes we can't run the ads. 
because it's that sexy, you know, so like (laughs) she's too sexy for Facebook and just what's it like being so like open and vulnerable in that way? Like when I'm dancing sexy, like I'm like, if I'm twerking or doing something sexy, it's hard to be serious. Like I'm usually laughing or like, you know, lightening it when I don't want to be always. And there's okay. such a vulnerability to that, like yeah, deep for sure. sensualness. Yes. And I would yes. love to just talk to that side of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I just want to drop this info on you that I don't know if you know, but I actually in my teen years was like <laughs> a super conservative Christian. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Casual. Yeah. Casual. So like my my last two years of high school, I kind of got sucked into like the and this was not my upbringing, by the way. Like my right. parents are like hippies. They yeah. love nature. Nature is God, which I I love. But um kind of got sucked into the high school like youth group, like the mm-hmm. evangelical like situation. And like really went hard for it for for a bit. So when I was first in LA, like my first couple of years, first two, maybe two or three years that I was here, I was like against it. Like I would take these classes as part of my training, right? Um, Sexier choreography from teachers that taught heels or whatever. And I would feel so uncomfortable and I would like almost want to protest. Like I wouldn't go in a group. I wouldn't like perform in the class. Like I would stay in the back corner because I was just like, this is so unholy. Like I was really that that person. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's amazing. I, I think that that was not coming from the inside of me. That was coming from how I felt I was expected to act Hmm. within a patriarchal religion. Right. And I unfortunately had the experience of Christianity where it was like instantly like here I come into the church being this really free spirited dancer my dreams to move to LA and the response I would get was like oh but what about bible college you're you will never get a husband if you if you dance like that oh you're so uncovered like it was like the immediate reaction was to calm it down and take Mm. all of it dance moving to LA I was very extremely discouraged from moving to LA Eva I almost I literally almost quit dancing Mm. from this experience because I was so convinced that it was it that God didn't like it Mm. and luckily I have parents that were like uh, what the hell are you doing? You're moving to LA. Like you're not going to give it up. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, this isn't you like keep dancing. And I, I luckily did. Um, well, but it's such an impressionable age and we're like such seekers at that age, you know, like, oh, you're like yeah. so oh wanting to feel a part of something that mm-hmm. at that age, I feel that so many of us have, have like sacrificed, our yeah. our 
usness for the sake of feeling exactly a part of something. Yeah. And it's just so funny because I would never have guessed that. I know it shocks people when I, when I, but it's all part of the journey. Like, I don't think I would be the leader, the teacher, the healer that I am now, if I hadn't had that experience. Right. Cause what I experienced then was in trying to appease this, this religion or this church or this, whatever, I was completely disconnected from my own body. Like that's the message. The message is if you're a woman, your body is bad. If you're a woman, your sensuality is sinful and it leads people into sin. Like that is a lot to fucking carry, you know? So um, anyways, so we have that piece of knowledge now. And as I just kind of continued throughout my dance journey and luckily again, stayed true to the deepest part of myself, that kind of naturally fell away. And by naturally, I mean, I went on tour with Trey songs and all my church friends, like (laughs) blocked me. (laughs) Oh, so I, here I am going on tour with Trey songs, Mr. Still your girl. And doing all heels all sexy like super oozy goozy feminine sensual movement and my church friends had fallen away and I had kind of been like you know maybe I need to take a break on that and in that little disconnect from church that's when I just found like I settled into the fire I settled into what had always been there that I was really trying hard to tame up until this point. And I was like, this feels like me. Like, this feels good. This feels like the way that like my body wants to dance. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, I kind of, you know, continued exploring that route and um, started dancing more in heels. Like as, you know, my career kind of progressed, that's kind of like female dancers if you're a female dancer in a heel (laughs) no matter what you're doing so started dancing more in heels starting exploring more of it and so the first thing I experience as that journey begins is is shame right from everyone um you shouldn't be dancing like that oh ew what are you doing oh you just a little hoe now oh yeah (laughs) all this stuff and I just think that's not that sadly, that's not particular to me. That's not specific to me. That's how women and men react to women who express a sensual side in movement or life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with you that it's vulnerability. It's a, it's a form of vulnerability. Being sexy is such a deep form of vulnerability and our society has this weird relationship to that where it's like we want to know you're sexy but we don't want to see it mm-hmm. or we we think you should only be sexy in certain contexts that serve usually a man mm-hmm. right but once a woman is sexy for herself once a woman is sexy in her own right in her own space then it's, you know, deemed inappropriate or over-sexualized. Right. So there's nothing better than feeling sexy. I mean, truly, there's no better feeling as a woman than just yeah. feeling yes. good. And I want to stop you. I want that. I want to say that for sure. Like 
I think another thing, and this is something that I would talk about in my heels classes all the time, is that I I see women thinking like, okay, well, if I if I'm gonna be sexy, I have to look like what right. the patriarchy says right. sexy is, right. or I have to dress like what the patriarchy says sexy is, or I have to look like this model or dance exactly like me even. And one thing I always try to say is sexy is, is no definition outside of your own body. Like sexy mm -hmm. is like, it's, it's inside of you. It's a part of you. Like, um, a question sometimes I'll just ask people to start getting them thinking and getting them tuned into themselves is like, when do you feel the most sexy? Like what's a, what's a moment or an outfit or a time that you have felt the most sexy? And then what do you think is not fucking sexy at all? <laughs> like not even a little bit, you know? And that I think just gets us tuned into our own tastes and our own personal preferences. And that's where oozing sensuality should come from. It should never come from being, thinking you have to, to put a mask on to be sexy or to put, you know, this whatever facade on to make yourself look like the epitome of what society says is sexy, you know? Like, I think sexy comes from inner, sexy comes from feeling good in your body, sexy comes from being tuned in and dropped into yourself. Um, and that is a really powerful thing. It's a really powerful thing. So it's no surprise that the patriarchy or every religion in the entire world is trying to disconnect us from that, you know? Mm. And um, that's a connection point that I think is so vital for the well being of any woman. And, and so necessary, like, you know, one yeah. of my favorite Alan Watts talks, I was just listening to this again, yeah. going back to the whole religion and, mm -hmm. um, the, the feminine or the sensual woman as like the sin or like the, you know, forbidden fruit or whatever. And I'm going to totally butcher the whole thing. So if you want to hear great. the actual <laughs> story, then you can listen to episode three of the new Alan Watts podcast on the be here now network to get the actual not fake news version but <laughs> my version <laughs> is he was talking about in hebrew there's a word for it which i'm not going to try to pronounce and mm -hmm. the word is sort of like the free spirit that god put inside us mm -hmm. and it's that that even created the temptation or even, um, mm -hmm. like the, you know, the manifested in the serpent and the, mm -hmm. a, the apple and Eve and the whole thing. And he said, that's the whole reason of everything, like is the two sides to every coin. So like without good, there is no evil without evil. There is no good, whatever it's one. And so mm -hmm. if everybody just behaved and obeyed God, according to whatever, some whatever, religious text, yeah. nothing would ever happen because there mm -hmm. has to be the excitement, the pull, yeah. that free spirit within us that creates this incredible mm -hmm. duality right. and makes yeah. for a very rich human experience. Yeah. And if everybody was exactly the same and believed the same things and obeyed the same rules, like nothing would happen. Nothing there would, would happen. be no yeah. good or evil. There would be nothing. Right. And so that for me being raised Catholic, I've been ostracized by my grandmother, like very hard relationship with Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. And for me, 
recognizing now that I have such a close relationship with Jesus. It took so much healing by the way, Mm. because what I was taught is just so far from the relationship now. And I like rediscovered it through Hinduism, you know, it's your path to God. And in the same way, I promise I have a point. I feel that your app is like the path to all these paths inward to that, like inner divinity in the same way, you know, all these religions or all these beliefs are, it's just all this paths going to the same place, whatever Mm -hmm. works for you to get you there, to get you to that place. And I love that story because that word of, and I can't pronounce it. And it's a Hebrew word of like Mm -hmm. that it's a very intentional piece of us that God put there Mm -hmm. to be curious, to have free spirit, to have, you know, all of these interests, all of these full spectrum experience of being a human. And so that I just wanted to tell, because I one love Alan Watson, he just makes it less heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Because it can feel so heavy, especially. Yeah. yeah, And just being misunderstood too. I think your willingness as a disruptor, as somebody carving the way for a lot of people. I am so into being a disruptor. Let me disrupt it all. (laughs) You have to be willing to be misunderstood. And I think the biggest misconception when you see dancers or people, you know, acting or behaving in a certain way, that it's for somebody else, that it's for somebody outside of yourself when really, yes, no, baby, it's for me. It's for me. I do this for me. I share it for me. I love to feel it for me. And you should too. I one time had a girl take my, one of my sexy heels classes and this was so iconic. She wrote me and told me the story. And she said she was practicing in her room later and her longtime partner came in and was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I took this heels, like this sexy heels class. And he was like, oh my God, let me see. Like, I want to see. And she said, um, let me make sure it feels good to me first before I show you and had him leave the room, you know, whatever. And I was just that concept of like me first, Mm -hmm. like, let this feel right for me first. Let me feel into it first. Because that's so true. I think sexiness, sensuality, especially female sensuality is always framed like that it's for something. It's Mm -hmm. to get attention. It's to get a boyfriend. It's to X, Y, and Z. No, baby. Like this is, this is, this is my, this is my spirit. This is my sensual energy that I am choosing to share with you because I want to. Right. Period. <laughs> totally. And that's I just, period. I just yeah. love that. And I just love what you're doing. And I think this is such a perfect segue into the app and sharing more about it because what you touched on earlier is you wanting to bring this like holistic approach to movement. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you're a professional dancer and you have like this certain, um, like you said, you are wearing heels 99.9999% of the time. But when you're dancing for yourself, you have dabbled in all of these other different types of movement. And yeah. I think that it's so cool that instead of just focusing on heels or that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, you've really created this app that brings you into your body and you sort of get to choose the movement or choose the way in which you get there. Yeah, because, and I think that was necessary because our bodies need different things Mm -hmm. every single day. You know, like there are days when I wake up, Krista, and I'm like, I cannot dance today. Like nothing 
no cell in my body wants to dance today, <laughs> you know? And in that mm. moment, like what I'll, I'll like take a second and tune in and listen and like ask my body, like, what do you need? Sometimes I need to stretch. I need to take time stretching. Sometimes I need to lay there and breathe and not move at all. You know, sometimes I need to just, if I've been running, running crazy and in different time zones and flying and traveling, I need to like have a very embodied practice where I just listen, you know? So I wanted to give all the different options because I know that like we, we all need different things sometimes, like even the heels classes, some heels classes are like, as I said early, Destiny's Child, right? And some heels classes are really slow and moody and sensual and pretty lines, you know? So they, mm-hmm. they cover just a range of, of emotions, of feelings, of what your body might need day to day. Yeah. Um, I love the categories you came up with. I feel like they're like all these pillars of movement. Share with us what the different categories are in that. Okay. So first we have heels, which is there's beginning, intermediate and advanced levels, including an entire intro to heels program. So if you've never danced in heels before, it takes you from literally how to pick a good heel to dance in to learning one entire combo. So covers all the fundamentals so necessary even for dancers that like do dance in heels that training is so good so um and then heels though their heels choreography classes so they're just little quick combos that you can just learn and dance to to your heart's content um the next pillar is stretch so that is stretch classes and I really pride myself on teaching non-toxic stretch classes meaning there is no like no pain, no gain, or push, push through to get your splits. Like none of that. That to me is super toxic. Like it's all about listening to the communications of your body and feeling where you can breathe space. Right. Um, we focus on patience with your body, staying consistent with the practice of stretching, uh, a really holistic approach to gaining flexibility or space within your body. So mm-hmm. that stretch, then there's embody, which is different embodiment practices, which essentially is bringing an idea that is outside of you to the inside. So I specifically teach sensual embodiment, which is kind of yeah. what we've been talking about. Yeah. Like it's not crazy choreography, but it's just a skeleton of movement to get you dropped into your sensuality and your inner goddess vibes. You know, a lot of it starts with just simply like touching your own skin, Mm -hmm. like running your hand up a leg or something like that. Super simple movement that just makes you feel really good and just hot. (laughs) Um, Love you. (laughs) Yes. And then also in embody are just, um, you know, I'm kind of exploring that title. So there's also just embodiment practices where we just literally sit minimal movement and learn to listen to what our body is asking of us and do what it says, right. Or give it what it needs in those moments. Um, and then I've had, you know, a teacher come in that is teaching, like he starts with a journal entry about, the emotion of anger. And then we learn to embody that emotion. So just different embodiment practices with this is so cool. (laughs) And then there's empower, which 
at face value, you would be like, oh, this is the fitness section, right? But I really had to kind of weigh whether or not I wanted to include a fitness section, quote unquote, fitness section, empower section, right? because I feel like workouts are so, um, is so tied to disordered behavior, disordered workout behavior, um, disordered body image, et cetera, et cetera. But as I was saying with, you know, within dance, it is so necessary for me to stay strong. So I wanted to offer quote unquote fitness classes that focuses all on the strength of the movement and the strength of the body and not on the aesthetics of it at all. So that's the the big deep intention with Empower. It's like, can we have a space where we work out and sweat without trying to force a six pack or trying to get a bigger booty or whatever that is? Like, can it's we like do about it for the feeling strength? into your body? Yeah, and feeling strong yeah. in that moment, feeling yeah. like, versus like attaining yeah, some goal for sure. And also tapping into, I think when I work out, I feel like a motherfucking badass. Like mm-hmm. I like tap Same. into that warrior spirit, and that's something that I think again is so necessary for life. So it's it's I try to really focus on the deeper intention. Every single teacher that I have in the empower section, we have a talk beforehand and we talk about the language that's appropriate to be used. You know, um, we're not talking about tightening anything up. We're talking about what we're activating, you know, um, Ugh, I just kind love of how it. intentional you have been with oh my this. Gosh, it has to be, it has, it, to it be. has to be, you know, and then, okay. So heel stretch and body empower recenter is the fifth one. And recenter is breath work, meditations, yoga, um, anything that could facilitate a moment of recentering in your day that is attainable. So that one's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Such, such incredible, deep, intentional teachers in that little section. So super beautiful. And then the last one, back to the combo that we were just having about um, divinity and religion and all of that, I created a new series. So there's five, I think there's actually six now. Cause I just kind of whipped one extra girl in there. <laughs> um, but there's six teachers that teach a three part workshop around the topic of honoring the divine feminine. Mm. So it's pretty, epic I'm just gonna say I don't want to give too much away about that because it's one of the little pillars that I am the most pumped for but I will tell you I talked to each one of these female leaders and create we co-created kind of like a perfect little workshop with each of them to for body love and I knew kind of the direction each one was heading but then when I watched the content back and when I was putting it on the app Every single one of them gave me full body chills. And I just was, my mind was blown. One of them is a woman from Norway who is an author. And she grew up, I want to say super Christian and then Catholic and then was Buddhist for a little bit and explored kind of all the religions and um, then had two kids. She had a son and a daughter. And she was taking them to church and doing all the church activities. And the son was really 
connected into church and really feeling it. And the daughter was not at all. And she was like, what's going on? Like, why, why is my daughter not connecting to, to church, to this religion, to, you know, God. And her daughter told her like, mom, I just can't see myself in God. Like, like I'm a girl. Like I don't, I don't see myself in the divine. Mm-hmm. So this woman kind of devoted her, her writing work and her research work to researching goddesses and legends of goddesses and the other side of the story of figures like Eve and Lilith in the Bible. Um, Mother Mary. She, yes. Saint Anne. It is some powerful powerful shit especially from someone who has sure is. Half, ha, has had to heal from the church in that regard I know I'm like had I known these stories like I call Mother Mary and Saint Anne into like every healing session right. I do and I'm like okay if we had been learning about these amazing like how much more empowered would you feel in this world you know not to yeah. knock anyone's religion like you do you whatever you feel the most loved 100 whatever Absolutely. your path to love you know yes but at the same time, you know, it's no coincidence that almost every major world religion is, is patriarchal. And like, what can we explore in the realm of, you know, where the goddess is like, and these ancient, ancient, you know, I don't want to know if I can say religions. I don't know if they are religions, whatever, but that worship the female form. Like those are things I think we should know about. So that's part of the honoring the divine feminine. Also just, oh my gosh, one that really shook me was um, Whitney Olam, who is a sexuality coach, takes us through an entire female anatomy class. Krista, like we should all know these things. <laughs> I was watching it. I was mind blown. I was like, how am I 30 years old? And I have never seen like an accurate depiction of like an aroused clitoris. Like, how is that possible? And I've lived in this female body my whole entire life, you know? It's so it's that, I mean, that's that a whole nother mind. conversation. I feel like whole no one knows the female body is so magical and so unknown. Like in my brief stint of being pregnant before my miscarriage, like yeah. no one knows anything about the nobody, family. Nobody knows anything. Doctors have no fucking idea. Like nobody knows. It is so magical and so divine. Like we can try and name it and put science to it and put words to it or whatever. But at the end of the day, what mm-hmm. I learned is like, I am the only one that knows this body. Yes. And if you're not getting to know it, and it's funny because there's so many people separating themselves from the body, like in the spiritual yeah. work, it's like, I'm not yeah. my body, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah. actually we're in here and <laughs> we have a life in here, this yeah. body and like yeah. to know it is to love it. And I'm just yeah. so grateful for the work that you're doing. And just breaking barriers, being willing to be misunderstood, going mm-hmm. for it, saying the outspoken thing, using your platform to share about body positivity and, you know, mm-hmm. so many other things that really matter to you. So mm-hmm. I just adore you and it's going to be wild, su- wildly successful this launch. Oh, if you so. want to learn oh. more, um, I'm going to do your calls to action for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I usually ask before we go into rapid fire questions, if you want to learn any more 
at Kayla Brenda on IG. You're welcome. Like such a good follow. And KaylaBrenda.com to jump on the wait list for this app. We have an epic launch coming up. Um, she's going live like every day with the teachers. By the way, I feel like that was a little bit under served is like, not only are you teaching some of these incredibly mm-hmm. cl- incredible classes, you've brought in the big guns, like, oh my gosh, the all the these incredible women that are just so impeccable at what they do, like so impeccable in every category, you know? So I tried to bring in like, like, for example, in the empower section, I was like, there is no influencer workouts here. Only certified pros are teaching in all of the categories. So Oh, man, and so it's much just, intention, yeah. so much yeah. intention, yeah. such good energy, such high voltage in all of this. I'm yeah. just so happy to know you and be a part of it. Oh my gosh. Thanks. And I feel like we Thanks. could talk forever. I, I think we, we should have a part two, like once it's out <laughs> <Okay>. and because <laughs> now you're like in addition to a professional dancer, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business mm-hmm. owner, you have an app, like you are in a major growth spurt and learning so mm-hmm. much so quickly. And it's just so cool to just, you know, be on the sidelines witnessing this journey for you. I mean, and sidelines, you're in the trenches with me. Girl. I'm with you. Like, I yeah. literally couldn't We're do without you. <laughs> We're in there. It's great though. It's so fun. You make it easy. You know, it doesn't feel like work. So um, before we leave a couple of rapid fire questions, Um, I've expanded this first question because there's so many ways to consume media right now. So the question is usually what's the best book you've recently read? What are you reading right now? But I've expanded this into what you've watched or a podcast you've listened to. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the book one and it kind of goes back to what we were discussing a little bit, this book called um, in the flow by Elisa Vitti. It basically breaks down the female hormonal cycle and how we can use it to our advantage in our life, which again, mind blowing info that like, (laughs) I wish I knew a long time ago and I'm reading. We have to laugh, but it's actually like tragic. It's, no, it's so fucking tragic. Like, like we're laughing because it's like so tragic. Tragic. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking tragic. It like kills yeah. me. Like I've had to do a lot of healing around yeah. it because I grew up hearing that my period was evil and that I had bad ovaries because I would get a little bit emotional on my period. So I've had to like heal that relationship as well. And this book has really helped me understand the book actually the author of the book also made an app like a period tracker app that you can also go see like what phase of the cycle you're in and what that means for your mood, what it means for your mind, what it means for your business, what it means for your relationships, um, which has been so eye opening to me and has helped me maintain, you know, my mental, physical, emotional health through this crazy schedule that I have as well as building body love. So it's been a game changer. I, want Elisa Vitti to do something for body love. Oh, you're calling it in. That's already done. I'm calling it in. And I would love for her to do a segment or a workshop of some kind because this, it's, this knowledge is just insane. So that, so that's my, my go-to book right now. I literally, when I wake up, I have like a little routine where I wake up, I drink some water, brush my teeth, feed the dogs. And then I make my coffee and it's like a literal 30 minute window before the caffeine hit. 
Yeah. So I intentionally do not do any work in that 30 minute window. And I just read this book mm. and it's like, I learn something every single day and I underline the absolute shit out of it. So yeah, highly recommend. Ugh, I can't wait. Yeah. I asked that selfishly because I love reading and I just love to hear what other people are reading and I get yeah. my best reading list suggestions from this pod. Oh my my second wait, have question- you read that? Sorry. No, have I'm going to read it. That? Okay. You need to read it. Yeah. You also should read, um, a woman's worth by Marianne Williamson. I have, I have read that a woman's worth highly recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. So good. Okay. Okay. Next question. There's only three is who's your favorite follow. Okay. So, okay. So I have two. So there's like, there's like a guilty pleasure follow. Sure, sure. And that's influencers in the wild. Do you follow this? <laughs> so good. It kills me every day because it's funny because, you know, we're seeing influencers doing their thing in the wild. But at the same time, I'm like, that's everybody. We, we are all these people. Exactly. Like, we are all are. micro influencers. And like how great that we're just out here trying to make shit for ourselves. Like I'm not even mad at it. So I love that's a guilty pleasure follow that I love. I love that. And then um, this one's like kind of a personal biased one, but also great in, in all of its own right. Um, my one of my greatest friends and sisters, her name's Alexa Silvaggio. I think her Instagram is at savage practices or you can look up Alexa Silvaggio she is gifted with the gift of having the best like wisdom life one-liners that Mm. you will ever ever hear so she's been she's been doing TikToks with a tiny mic and she just (laughs) drops these like 30 second wisdoms that you're like oh I just feel like I'm gonna watch a TikTok and then you're like wow I'm I'm like thinking about my entire life (laughs) okay I'm really excited I just got on TikTok so I'm excited Yes. So okay. Really and yeah. my last question for you is okay. for anybody that comes through to the body love app or just crosses your path, um, in one of your classes on yeah. social media, what is your prayer for them? Oh my gosh. Wow. That one's deep. How is that a rapid fire? <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> this is the end. This is your uh, mic drop. Tiny mic. <laughs> Um, I would say my prayer is that anybody that interacts with anything of that I have created or put out into the world is just that you would be inspired to turn tune inward to the wisdom of your body, that you would be inspired to give it another chance if you've had anything that's, you know, created a rift in the relationship. Um that you would be empowered by what your body is and can do and feels like, that you'd be free in your expression with your body, with your, with your soul, with your mind, that you would know that you're the baddest bitch <laughs> and that you'd be fearless in the way that you step into this world. Like, I just hope that anything that I do, I hope, inspires one of those things in somebody you know um I just I like the fact that I had somebody comment the other day that was like could you just like post like more influencer friendly things like you sitting at home and I was like (laughs) I I was like I don't sit at home like right now I do because I'm on a podcast with you 
but like my life is wild and I, I love showing that because it's it's me out here just giving everything that I got to this life and showing hopefully young girls women whatever that that it's okay to fully show up it's yeah. okay to fully show up and learn and be messy and figure it out as you go and not every Instagram post has to be color coordinated or edited perfectly like you could just live your damn life oh, yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah. I, hope I mean, I'm it. here for it. And I know that there's a lot more that the world has yet to see of Kayla. So I'm just excited to be, you know, if you're just discovering Kayla right now through this podcast, you're welcome. Um, body love is going to be incredible. I'm congratulating you in advance on an amazing launch because you've put so much work into it. And Thank you for this chat. Um, I would love for you to come back soon. Yes, I'll come back anytime. Christy, you're the goat. (laughs) You're the goat. You're really the the goat. I love my clients. I love my people. It's like when you also step into it, my last sort of my, here's my tiny mic moment. Yes. Is that when you do step into that truth, whatever it is that calls to you, you start aligning with other people that are on that wavelength and sort of attracting that to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your industry because it's this energetic level that you start playing on the more and more you step into that. So I'm just glad we found each other. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. And like for anyone that needs to know that they should work with Krista, (laughs) this is your sign because like, I'm an artistic creator that was like, I was like, Krista, I have this thing that I love. I have no idea how to put it out into the world. And she's like, this is what you're going to (laughs) do. So like, I just feel so empowered by you and I just am really equally grateful. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. And you're just wonderful. And to everybody listening, I know this was such a gift and such a special episode. So thank you for being here. Please leave us a review. If you loved it, give Kayla a follow and Mm -hmm. show body love some love. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing. 